Welcome everyone to another episode of the Bleed Hockey Podcast from the desert. The first ever episode from the desert. Um, one of many. Uh, although it'll be the only one that I'm going to be making at while I'm in my old quarantine camp that I'm in. Um, but hey, uh, regardless, still going to get episodes out. Um, we have some news for you, including uh, some Arizona Coyotes, uh, AHL, Vegas Golden Knights, and so on and so forth. So without further ado, let's dive in. Uh, first off, AHL news. The AHL has announced that, or at least announced that their board of governors have approved uh, December the 4th, 2020 to be their uh, tentative start date for next season, the 2020-2021 season. Uh, now, when is the NHL starting up? We don't know, but we know that the, at least for the AHL, they're wanting to start December 4th in whatever capacity that may be, whether that be bubble cities like the NHL is doing or whether that be, you know, other parameters. But although with that said, I don't really know how bubble cities would work because of the fact that if people get called up, then they'll have to, you know, quarantine and all that shit so uh hopefully the whole uh coronavirus stuff is uh, you know weaned down by then so we don't even have to worry about that but uh that's in the future to deal with but uh december 4th uh ahl is trying to come back uh now going into the nhl part portion of this uh, episode uh, vegas golden knights head coach peter DeBoer, uh stating that the team will name a captain prior to 2020-2021 season uh vegas golden knights have been in this league for about three to f- coming on four years now um and they have yet to have named a uh, captain in team history they never had a uh, just straight up team captain they're all just uh uh, alternates, uh, they're not assistants, they're, t- they're alternates, alright, you know, people say the A is assistant captains, actually, it's alternate, but, you know, it's neither here nor there, um, but, yeah, uh, look for the Vegas Golden Knights to have the very first captain, uh, next season, uh, we'll go to Washington Capitals, uh, Washington Capitals goaltender Ilya Samsonov, uh, will not be playing with the uh, Capitals right now is he has sustained an off-ice injury uh, when he was back in Russia uh, during the break and he fa- failed his return to play physical. Uh, he will be uh, expected to not return until the start of next season. So it looks like Braden Holpe will be the uh, the guy for the Capitals uh, and backup. I, I know they played at least a game or two by now. I'm pretty sure they had by now. Uh, I don't know if they're uh, going to be having uh, Copley or whoever is going to be the backup to Holpe, but hopefully Holpe don't get injured, and that's for sure for that case. And now we get into the meat and potatoes of this uh, episode. Uh, Arizona Coyotes' uh, former general manager, John Chaka, and the whole... Um, the whole thing about how he wanted to get a, uh, a job interview with, uh, I believe it was the Devils, it was rumored that it was the Devils, uh, to uh, join their leadership group instead of uh, being in Arizona's, although really bad timing since the Devils aren't in the uh, playoffs right now or in like the qualifiers while the Coyotes are, and you'd think that he'd be focused on them, but uh, yada, 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 um, long story short you know he's um 
<clears throat> it was it was made known that you know the previous ownership group would have you know allowed him to do that uh take the interview and it's just a mess um because i you know could have you know I'm the, i would have read the entire uh statement and all that um which you guys can find uh on all the other channels nhl and uh nbc sports Sportsnet, they all covered it um also because i'm trying to make sure that my devices don't overheat because i have to do this outside in like 100 degree weather so um i'm trying to speed things through um but in long in long story short uh short uh also the Arizona Coyotes basically came out and said that John Chaka's a quitter <laughs> and that uh, Gary Bettman will be uh, mediating the breakup between the Coyotes and John Chaka uh, and just looking to see um, what's to come out of this. And uh, a hearing date and time is yet to be determined, but uh, I'd imagine it will be happening during the offseason whenever... Uh, Gary Bettman's not uh, too busy dealing with the uh, dealing with the uh, bubble situation. But uh, now we fast forward to the 2020 NHL nominees uh, award nominees. Uh, so we first have the Jack Adams Coach of the Year. Um, going to Bruce Cassidy of the Boston Bruins. John Tortorella of the Columbus Blue Jackets and Elaine Vigneault from the Philadelphia Flyers. My pick is the uh, is all uh, Torts, John Tortorella, namely because of the fact that you look at lineups and you look at Boston Bruins, got a whole bunch of big names, and they should be good. Philadelphia Flyers, they've got some big names, and yeah, I mean. Did they do well last year? No, but you know, and did Alain Vigneault kind of you know turn them around and really make them a freaking force to be reckoned with? Absolutely, yes. But John Tortorella, with all the big names that all decided to basically fuck off to other teams, um, Columbus, you know, still doing well and just shut out. I want to say they shut out uh, the Maple Leafs in Game One of their uh, qualifying round so uh that's interesting to say so um yeah i'm gonna say john tortorella on that one uh next going to the selkie uh for best defensive forward uh and we basically have the exact same i want if my memory serves me correctly these are the exact same uh, nominees for the Selkie as they were last year. Patrice Bergeron, a Boston Bruins perennial freaking nominee all, like almost every year, damn near every year. Uh, Sean Couturier, Philadelphia Flyers, and Ryan O'Reilly, your current uh, Selkie trophy winner of your 2019 Stanley Cup champion St. Louis Blues. And surprise, surprise, bias aside, um, I'm picking Ryan O'Reilly just because, you know, it's, I mean, come on. Come on. Uh, he, he, you know, he's always sound on the puck, you know, getting it where it needs to go. Also with that gnarly freaking, um, blade of his on his freaking stick, you know, how do you not become the best? Um, next, Calder, rookie of the year, 
which, damn, it's already rigging eight minutes into this. Damn, I'm, this is gonna be a real short episode. Um, <laughs> which is okay, cause the uh, internet here can't really, uh, <laughs> can't really um, upload things or let alone download things at the moment. So, I mean, this is gonna be a little bit of a short one, but you know, I'll uh, the next one, couple ones will get back to the normal in that regard. And hopefully, we'll actually have some people to you know talk to <laughs> on this um we have calder rookie of the year uh quinn hughes uh or if you follow spit and chicklets uh mike grinelli's uh brother uh long lost brother uh quinn hughes from the vancouver canucks kale mccarr of the colorado avalanche and dominic uh, uh not dominic uh dominic kublik of the uh chicago blackhawks and my pick goes to McCarr because McCarr's has been an absolute force to be reckoned with. Although Quinn Hughes ain't no slouch either. But uh, McCarr, uh, what he's been doing uh, can't, be Scott, uh, can't be denied. Although, although, uh, with Kublik, uh, if they were accounting play in the qualifying rounds right now uh, Kublik would be uh, probably making some noise because I want to say he's the very first ever rookie to have five points in his uh, first ever playoff games so there's a stat for you um, but yeah I'm picking my car in there uh, Hart Trophy and I also combined the Hart Trophy and Ted Lindsay Trophy's uh, Hart Trophy for player most valuable to his team and then Ted Lindsay outstanding player voted by players. Uh, both trophies have the same nominees and both trophies I picked for the same award, uh, winning. So Leon Dreisaitl, the Edmonton Oilers, Nathan McKinnon of the Colorado Avalanche, Artemi Panarin of the New York Rangers, and a pick Leon Dreisaitl for both. Uh, because, you know, Leon Dreisaitl is an absolute beast. And it's safe to say that uh, he's going to run away with it. Although, if I'm going to pick a, a runner-up to there, I'm going to have to probably pick Panarin, because whenever he went to the Rangers, he's just been freaking absolutely on a tear uh, as of late. But uh, Leon Dreisaitl gets my vote for the uh, Hart Trophy and Ted Lindsay's. Uh, now we have Lady Bing, most genuinely player, or basically in layman's terms, is the one that has the least amount of pims, uh, penalty minutes. Uh, Nathan McKinnon, Colorado Avalanche, Austin Matthews, Toronto Maple Leafs, and Ryan O'Reilly of your 2019 Stanley Cup champion St. Louis Blues. Uh, and I pick Austin Matthews, but not only because the Lady Bing is the only one that I have stats on that I, I'm just going to pick basing off of the stats because of the whole pen penalty minute thing and that's why I pick Austin Matthews because Austin Matthews has the least amount of pims between the three but I mean I mean I, lo I like Austin Matthews I like Nathan McKinnon I like Ryan O'Reilly but you know just going off of the whole pim thing gonna have to pick uh, Matthews on that one and now we have our final uh, award and that goes, uh, well, he's, I mean, there's more awards, but ones that actually have nominees at this point. Uh, the Masterson, uh, Masterton Trophy for Perseverance and Sportsmanship. 
Uh, we have Steven Johns of the Dallas Stars. Uh, he missed the entire 2018-2019 st- uh, season uh, whenever he was first diagnosed with post-traumatic headaches uh, sustained from training camp uh, that he had, I want to say, out in Boise, Idaho. I don't know if that was, uh, I think it was like a one that he is doing himself. Uh, and then he went on to develop some depression, some suicidal thoughts on his way back to the NHL. Just wasn't playing, you know, up to snuff. And getting sent down to the Texas Stars and this is you know, really bad on his, uh, his mental state. But uh, he still gets headaches to this day right now. But uh, with the support of his girlfriend and the whole Dallas Stars uh, organization, he's doing better. So that's good to hear. Uh, Oscar Limbaum of the Philadelphia Flyers uh, was diagnosed in December with uh, Ewing's sarcoma, which is a cancerous tumor that grows in the bones or tissue around bones. Uh, he has since uh, had been in remission, uh, hasn't played any games since his diagnosis. However, he'll be uh, with the Flyers while they're in the playoffs. Uh, he rang the bell uh, not too long ago. Uh, I think it was like right a little bit right before uh, they uh, started doing training camps again, uh, stating that he was done with uh, treatments, so that's good. And he also signed a, a three-year, $9 million contract, $3 million AAV uh, extension to the Flyers. Uh, so that's good to see, too, that he's doing good. And last but not least, Bobby Ryan of the Ottawa Senators uh, last season, well, I, you know, it, it feels like last season because of how long it's been since we've had, you know, hockey playing. Um, but it is actually technically this season. So last November, uh, Bobby Ryan asked for a leave, leave of absence uh, from the centers uh, last November uh, where he sought help for his alcohol addiction, uh, which he has since uh, seemed to have gotten the grasp on it. Uh, came back first, uh, first game back gets a hat trick and standing ovation so I mean um, good to see that he's in a better headspace and doing some good things and hopefully uh, he uh, helps the Senators do some uh, better things next season uh, regardless of how much of a piece of shit uh, Eugene Milnick is as an owner but that's uh, for another episode Uh, but I mean each of these guys very well could win it uh I'm just going to go ahead and probably just pick, uh, well, I mean, no one's lesser than the other. I mean, if you could give all of them the trophy, I mean, it'd be great. But uh, if we're going to have to pick one, uh, I'm probably going to have to pick uh, Oscar Limbaum uh, overcoming his uh, Ewing sarcoma and looking to even be able to play in this this year's playoffs. So, um, yeah, um, there's my picks for the... Uh, for the current uh, nominees for the uh, NHL awards so far. Uh, and there's more to be announced, uh, and I'll probably get to that and review that once we get closer to the NHL awards season, uh, which we're not really getting there just yet. Um, but now, we finally have talk about the games that came back. So, uh, first off, NHL broadcast from the Hub Cities are on a five-second delay to censor out any uh, foul language that the um, players may be saying. Uh, although, after watching the, the few that uh, I could have watched, 
uh, for like the five seconds that I can because of how shitty the internet is out here. Um, and also listening to it on the little radio broadcasts. Um, I mean, with the, with the, f- I like how they've had like the music playing, uh, in between, uh, whistles, um, along with the, um, along with the, uh, faint, uh, crowd noise actually doesn't, it's not too overpowering, uh, and it just has like that, you know, just that background noise to make it seem like it's, you know, like you're really watching a broadcast, you know, um, which it's all calibrated pretty well, I gotta say, and then they also have all the power play horns and, like, the whole, the whole get up, though, the only thing I don't kind of understand is why, uh, both home and away get not only their own, their goal horns, but also their power play songs playing, so, like, this morning, uh, the, um, well, might as well come out, get out of the way and talk about <laughs> the Blues and Avalanche game, um, some people are going to call it a goal, some people aren't going to call it a goal, I mean, I'm not going to get into that here, because I'm not trying to cook my phone with this freaking, uh, temperature outside, it's already getting real hot, um, it's actually kind of burning my hand, but, uh, I'm almost done, I swear, um, but, uh, the Blues were the quote-unquote away team in this game, but whenever they weren't, they scored goals, they had their horn, and then they had the girl song, and then they also had the power play, uh, song, um, playing too. I mean, at the same time, I mean, I do kind of, I do kind of dig it, and I think that name, namely, the reason why they do that is also to, you know, if there's any kind of uh, chirping whatsoever that they don't uh, pick up anything that they don't want to air so that's probably just them covering their ass there um, but yeah but it's pretty interesting uh, also something that's also quite interesting is that the NHL apparently is, uh, had pre-recorded boos from fans uh, that they're potentially going to use uh, when Gary Bettman presents the Stanley Cup so you know it's good old Good old Gary, uh, good old Gary Bettman, uh, keeping with tradition, uh, with the booze. So, um, at least, you know, he, he leans into it, you know, he really owns it. And, uh, anyone that really hates Gary Bettman can go fuck off because you look at the MLB right now and how they're doing, you know, hashtag actually a sick league. Uh, I wasn't getting the whole COVID and all that while right now, uh, NHL is doing pretty well in their bubble cities and, you know, Got to thank Gary Bettman for that. Um, but, yeah. Um, and lastly, talk about um, Matthew Kachuk and Mark Shifley. Uh, I did listen to majority of the Flames and Jets game. Loved how the Flames came up, uh, came on top there. Uh, although I didn't get to see it happen live, but I did watch the clip afterward uh, where Mark Shifley was uh, looking to duck a hit from uh, Matt Kachuk, uh, and he fell pretty, uh, you know, it made me wince a little bit, uh, can't deny that, but, um, he, def- although it probably would have helped him, if his, uh, it would have just helped if he just didn't try to duck the hit, and then just took the hit, like, if he just took, yeah, if he just took the hit, and not try to duck it, 
feel like he would have been in a much better situation. Uh, but he didn't. He ducked it, and that's and that's that. Hopefully, he's all right. Um, and then um, Paul Maurice comes out later out later on and saying that uh, he intentionally did it, and it was you know a filthy hit, uh, filthy. That he's basically trying to injure him and all that when everyone else is like oh i don't know why he's ducking the hit you know but we have yeah mike rupp mike johnson uh from the nhl uh network saying that oh you know i don't see why you know you'd say that he was you know trying to headhunt there but um but yeah i mean we'll see if anything comes out of it but from what i've seen uh, at least on the news cycle, uh, there hasn't been anything coming out of that to suggest that he's going to get suspended or anything like that. But, um, but yeah, hopefully Shifley's all right and uh, games are going on. And so far, I want to say with all my picks that I made, so for one more time, um, to go over my picks for the qualifiers, I'm picking the Penguins to win, the Rangers to win, the Islanders to win, the uh, Blue Jackets to win for the East and the West. I'm picking the Flames, the Coyotes, the Oilers, and the Canucks. Uh, I want to say for all game ones, the Penguins lost to the Canadiens. The, uh, Hurricanes beat the Rangers. Uh, Islanders beat the Panthers. Uh, so I'm so I'm on. I'm two and two right now on. Uh, right now in regards of uh, who I picked to win who's leading their series so Penguins are losing, Rangers are losing but Islanders are winning and the Jackets are winning uh, Flames are winning theirs Coyotes are winning theirs uh, the Oilers are losing theirs and the Canucks I want to say are losing theirs uh, I didn't really get to see the the outcome of the uh, the Wild yet but uh i'll i'll go back to that when i have internet access because my internet cut out now so uh hashtag first world problems but uh yeah i want to say that that's gonna do this uh, do it uh for this episode Uh, i know if i have any background noise or people uh, talking in the background i apologize you know outside and can't really help people yammering their mouths um Hopefully, uh, once I get settled at my base, once I get out of this freaking uh, quarantine camp, that I'll uh, be able to uh, find a spot to where I can actually record. I do have my mic and all of my recording equipment. Uh, I did break my uh, my headphones that uh, I've been using uh, in the video versions of the episode uh, before I even left St. Louis. So that's that's great. So I'm going to get a new uh, a new pair of those. But um, other than that, I mean, that's not going to hinder my uh, my ability to record. So uh, it's just a matter of finding where and when. So uh, hopefully you're, whoever team you're rooting for is doing well, and um, that'll be it. So um, don't forget to rate and subscribe, as I'm only going to be doing these episodes, uh, putting these on... Um, well, I guess I could put this on YouTube and the rest of everything else. So I guess I'll, yeah, I'll, uh, 
Although the YouTube side of things I'm going to have to do later. So if you're listening to this on the podcast side, don't forget to rate and subscribe. And if you're watching this or listening on the YouTube side, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. So without further ado, I'll catch you in the next one. Thank you very much.